podcast a hot minute i think we need to stop saying we'll see you next week and say we'll see you next month (laughs) a monthly podcast is really much more realistic for our own expectations maybe not monthly i don't know we'll see what happens we'll be living in the same city soon so it's not going to be as hard to like organize times to record and stuff like that so hopefully this will be more regular soon yeah. Like by week. Not by week. But you don't want to know about the admin of how the show gets made. You want yeah. to know what what's what's happening today. What what's the what's the chat? What's yeah. the haps? Um and something that we well, I feel I have been ruminating on for a while, mm-hmm. um, is basically about sex positive feminism. Yeah. And you know, I try to think of myself as someone who is, you know, like a feminist and I, you know, do think that there are certain parts of like the sex positive feminist kind of ugh, agenda, such a politicized world, but like movement, manifesto, movement, movement, yeah. movement, yeah, that I totally am bored with. But then other things I'm like, I actually don't know if this is kind of a good thing or or not. So this is a, a qualifier, a qualifier here, pals. We don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> right? You've got that in the title. So I don't want anyone to think that this is us saying this is what you should think. This is really just us having an expression of our own kind of uncertainties and where we feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a sparking a discussion rather than a lecture or a, you know, proselytizing people to, you know, feel a certain way. So just accept we don't know what we're doing. We're dummies, but even dummies have opinions. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we have different quite different opinions on this particular topic as well yes as well. which I think is a good exercise like you can have different opinions on something and still you know yeah. so we're gonna go through the good the bad the ugly of sex positivity and how we feel about it basically um which is interesting that we picked this topic because I actually recently read a book so that talks about this mm-hmm. um called slut ever the a dispatch dispatches of a slut in a post-shame world or something Mm. like that and it's um written by Carly Shortino she's like a sex writer I guess and she's had lived quite like a wild life and she talks about in the book how whenever she's had sort of crazy sexual experiences a lot of the time it was like her friends would be like oh you sure you want to do that oh like do you not feel bad that about that or that experience or whatever and she was just like no, like, why do I have to constantly feel bad about wanting to mm. have these, like, weird experiences or, like, you know, basically carry myself like a man would and express my sexuality like that? And there's never, like, there's never a moment with guys who are just like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? Like, mm. blah, blah, blah. like, it's like, I don't know. I think a lot of it is, it's weird that you constantly want women to... There's a clear gender divide in yeah. expression. And I think you're saying you've read this book about this mm-hmm. woman, you know, great. And then to kind of talk about a recent experience that I've just had, which sort of shows me on the other side of it, is mm-hmm. I went to an exhibition which has been touring around Scotland called Inside Outside. And it's about uh, or what they kind of talk about as like the hidden lives of sex workers. And it's talked about from uh, the experiences of these women there, you know, authentic experiences. And it's multimedia sort of, you know, voice recordings, um, art, uh, narrative storytelling um, and various kind of different pieces and it's really talking about like um the the their, these women's experiences and they're not positive experiences mm. and certain things kind of really stuck out to me from it um which sort of made me think and 
made me think that actually maybe the kind of, uh, you know, promises of sex positive feminism may maybe aren't actually being delivered upon. Yeah. Um, do we want to give our, before we go on to Good, Bad, Ugly, do you want to give our own understanding of what it is to be sex positive feminism? For me, I think sex positive feminism is sort of no judgment around uh, women's sexuality or like de- I think it's like a necessary movement to debunk stigma around female sexuality and mm-hmm. being free to express yourself in that way. Also, I think there's like a political element to it in that I think sex positivity sort of is an important movement for sex workers' rights in general. I think that is probably the key aims of sex positivity is mm-hmm. sort of just like validating that work, making sure women are safe or men and women are safe doing that kind of work. I think sex positivity is really key mm-hmm. for that. Um, but yeah, I think the main message for me for sex positive feminism is like no judgment, freedom to live your life how you want to live without, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, strains from other people are like I think that's kind of my understanding as well like for me when we think about sex positive fem- uh, feminism is uh, a feminism which includes the de-stigmatization de- and kind of the removal of shame from mm-hmm. women's sexuality in particular um, so yeah we kind of have a basic same like understanding of it but then I wonder about our experiences and how we feel about maybe certain something that's I wonder how we'll feel about how well they actually deliver on those things. Yeah, if it does totally, actually. Totally. Um, so do you want to start with the good? Okay. So for my good, um, I think, yeah, I was talking before about this book that I read recently. And in the book, she, Carly Shortino talks about the word slut and how she's reclaiming the word because she sees it as, like, a positive thing. This is, like, a woman who, like, has a lot of sex and, like, why is that a bad thing? Mm. Like, we reclaim words all the time, blah, blah, blah. I think with sex positivity, I think for me it's good because I think for a while I... God, I really hope our mom doesn't... (laughs) 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 So for a while I would feel I really, like, enjoy casual sex. Like, I love the adrenaline rush from it, I think it's really fun, like, I don't think it's a bad thing for me personally, but, like, even though I'd feel really exhilarated by every sort of sexual encounter I had afterwards, there was always, like, an element of shame in the back of my mind, being like, oh, you shouldn't have enjoyed that, you shouldn't have liked that, like, Mm. even though I know that was really, I know rationally that's silly, Mm. but... I still felt that from the conditioning that you have as, like, a young woman to feel Uh like you shouldn't want to do those things. I agree there because I also think, well, okay, so from my perspective, like, not into casual sex, could not do it because I'm just that, no, my Mm -hmm. brain and my body just don't work that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that it's important that women aren't shamed for acting the way that men do. And that's the thing that really gets me. I remember Mm -hmm. when, you know, even at school, people would say, oh, he's such a man whore. And I was like, why do you need to put the, like, if you're saying, like, exactly, if you're saying that, you know, this, let's forget about, like, how judgmental and, like, weird it is to call someone a whore, Mm -hmm. right? But if you're saying, oh, this person, you know, has too much sex, why do you need to put, like, the prefix of it of, like, he's a man? Like, if someone, that kind of always annoys me. 
Um, and so I do think that it is important that, you know, uh, you reclaim women's sexuality for their own. So it's about the women being, you know, it's not about... A woman's sexuality should not be in relation to a man, mm, if you know what totally. I mean. So it should be, like, if a man can go out and have, like, indiscriminate sex or have casual mm-hmm. sex and not be shamed for it, then women should also not be shamed for it. Yeah, completely. Um, I think, yeah, what I was trying to say <clears throat> with that point was just that that's, in a way, that's why sex positivity has helped me because it's made me feel less shameful about the way I live my life and realise that I don't need to feel guilty about that. Like, it's fine, you know? People have different desires and different ways of how they want to conduct their sex life you know Mm -hmm. there's no one right way to like do that I think also more openness about sex encourages better sex education Mm, and that also encourages you know safer sex Mm -hmm. although recently apparently someone had like super gonorrhea and like like so I was reading this on the news this guy had super gonorrhea and it's antibiotic resistant they've cured it now Uh but it was like we'd have no idea how to solve this because people have been having a lot of sex and they haven't been doing it safely mm-hmm. and the people are now you know you know if you use something too much then uh, an antibiotic then you know the it, disease develops a resistance da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and I think that is a worry to me about like people not having safe sex I think that's different from sex positive feminism like I right. don't think it's so I do in a very convoluted way what I'm saying is I think the more people talk about sex the better the education is yeah. and the more likely you are to practice safe sex yeah because sex education is so bad like mm. well our my sex education is so bad it was just like here's all the STIs you can get um please use condoms <laughs> that was like the extent of it it was really bad no education on like LGBT mm. sex lives or anything like that it was all just like I think as well there needs to be maybe more of a focus on relationships Mm, and this is kind of like treading into the bad but I do think that sometimes sex positivity doesn't encourage people to think because the message is like have like to me sometimes what the message I come across is Mm -hmm. or how it sometimes appears to me is that it's like sex is great have as much as you want Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily talk about the fact that not everybody has the same kind of wants and desires and it also doesn't explain that if you are having casual sex, you need to make it explicitly clear that the person you're engaging with it is mm. also. Because I know so many people who are like, oh, yeah, you know, I had met this guy or whatever. You end up having like this, you know, one night stand, but feel really used from it because that wasn't what was was happening for you on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, sometimes I think for me, that's one of the bad things is that. Yes, like you can say that sex is a good thing but I worry that sometimes consent isn't explicitly achieved because you need to be kind of like honest and upfront about it yeah definitely but I think that's also part of sex positivity is Mm. promoting you know good sex and relationship education you know it's like yeah that is I guess that's part of it but yeah I don't know how in practice how much that works out. you know the thought that just sort of occurred to me is that I think maybe women are at the stage where they're like yeah it doesn't really matter how much sex you have it doesn't impinge on your worth or certain women are but I have like good male friends who have said to me that they are kind of repulsed when they hear about their girlfriend's previous sex life really yeah and these friends are like really dear to me and they've actually said like I hate that I feel this way but I do mm-hmm. and like several people like I'm two people that kind of in thinking my head have said things you know like well if a, uh, if a lock opens 
if a key opens every lock, then it's a really useless key kind of thing. Uh. And you're like, but you're not like a lock. You're not a, that thing is so dehumanizing. And I think the problem is that there's so much rhetoric about, you know, the fact that sex is shameful. So women Mm. are like, okay, well, I'm not going to have sex because then people will lose respect for me. Mm. And then guys have to do all these weird like tricks. Like the, what's that horrible book that that guy's written? Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the game or something like that or the play or whatever it is. Uh And it's like trying to trick women into having sex. So I think maybe the problem is that sex positive feminism hasn't achieved what it was achieved, not because it's like a bad thing, but it's so centered on the women and like, okay, you can free yourself from, you know, the Mm. burden of feeling as though you should be shamed, but it hasn't really done a lot of outreach into be like, okay, you've done that, but how about we get men to actually respect the decisions that women are making? Right. I think also one of the big problems with sex positivity is that it doesn't include people who also they don't i think a lot of sex positive feminists don't respect the fact that some people don't want to have sex agreed it's like they say they think it's like weird if you don't want to have sex yeah and it's like that's not very sex positive (laughs) because you need to respect Uh someone's lifestyle choice and that they are not like a lot of asexual people are not don't want to have sex and that's totally valid too but I also um, even think, like, okay, so there's asexual people or people who, you know, they don't experience or it's not a major part of their lives mm-hmm. to engage in sex. But I'm also somebody who um, does have a, like, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this, but I, and I used to know how to say this when I did all my gender and queer theory mm-hmm. stuff and now it's totally got on my head. But somebody who experiences sexual attraction, I think it's allosexual mm-hmm. as opposed to asexual, but don't quote me on it. Anyway, I experience sexual attraction, but I'm not somebody who's comfortable having sex on a casual manner mm-hmm. uh, it's really only something that I want to do if I'm in a like a proper relationship with somebody mm-hmm. uh, again proper relationship it's such a judgmental kind mm-hmm. of way of putting it but for me it requires like a lot of trust and a certain level of comfort that I can't achieve with many people mm-hmm. and I sometimes feel like <sighs> people are kind of they maybe think about you as though you're childish or mm-hmm. it's kind of like a patronizing kind of way like oh, they don't respect the decision that I've made is coming from actually about this is me and my boundaries and how mm. I feel about that. They think that I just haven't achieved a certain level of enlightenment. Yeah, totally. You know? um, I remember watching like an asexual documentary and they were sort of like a, a pride um, event. Like, mm. um, and they were sort of like panning out literature and flyers or whatever about asexuality because they want to be included in like the LGBT community. Yeah because they are, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and the reaction they got from like other gay people at the mm. at pride was just like you're a freak you're disgusting like that's so weird that you don't want to like have sex blah, blah blah and it's like all that stuff you're saying to like these mm. asexual people is exactly what people were saying to you like 20 years ago like how that's so perverse how could you want to like sleep with someone of the same sex blah blah, blah. so it's like yeah, I sometimes think that the sex policy is focused so much on having sex and not about respecting people's sex lives, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of the time it can come across as really judgy and holier than thou. Mm. And, you know, like, I am someone who is like quite uncomfortable around like public displays of affection. Mm-hmm. Like, I am uncomfortable if I see people kiss. I'm like, mm. I love seeing that. I know. And I even people holding hands, I'm like, oh, do you want to do that in private? You know? <laughs> And so it's one of those things where I'm like, I am uncomfortable with any kind of outward show of sexuality mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm intruding on something and it, I just feel like uncomfortable. Uh-huh. If it's me, then it's fine. But if it's someone else, I'm like, ugh. So I think, and 
I think sometimes people don't respect that it's actually okay not to want to be part of that either. Mm. Like you're allowed to, you know, want to absent yourself from it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think going back to sort of the sex worker mm-hmm. aspect of sex positivity, I, th- I think I remember a while back when um, Amnesty International were trying to promote get some new legislation passed or something to protect sex worker Mm -hmm. rights and stuff like that and then celebrities like Lena Dunham and Anne Hathaway were like like posted this petition to get it like yeah block it or something like that because they think that sex work is inherently like fueled by the patriarchy and it puts a lot of all women are at Mm. risk and like it's a completely completely awful bad thing and it's people can be so like susceptible to sex trafficking and stuff like that and those are all valid points but Mm. that's not the lived experience of every single sex worker and it's just like a really narrow-minded view of it and you're actually making sex workers way more unsafe by trying to criminalize by not putting in the protective legislation here is where this is for me this is the ugly side this Mm. is my ugly and this is something that i'm trying to work with and feel like where where does my heart lie with this Uh i feel like sex work is not a good thing for women as a whole. Okay. Okay. I feel like because, particularly this, and I do agree it's not the lived experience of everybody. Mm-hmm. I do know sex workers who this is not their experience. But, it, and when I went to this exhibition where, you know, we're talking about one of the comments, it was like a guest book and it said, you mm-hmm. know, the these, you know, are amazing stories from these women and the courage and the strength that they show, mm-hmm. amazing. But it's not the experience of everyone. Then they like said, you know, what about dominatrix or people who mm-hmm. work on like sex chat lines and things like that, as opposed to like full service sex workers who you know have a pimp or they're on the street. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you're right. Other voices should be heard in this kind of thing. But yeah. this is really about you know the darker side of this thing. And the thing that I just I can't really get past is the exchange of money and the exchange of power. Mm-hmm. And in this exhibition. And, you know, from my other kind of like research and stuff, it's talking about that the men fundamentally do not seem to respect these women. So there's a thing that's called punternet, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, so it's the punters, it's the johns, it's the people Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, use the services of these women. Mm -hmm. And they will, and one of the parts of the exhibition was they had put them, these reviews in a book. And so it's the name of the person and then the way that these men describe them. And it was disgusting Mm -hmm. it was so graphic it was and a lot of them were talking about how young they looked how and how much older they were and how you know they wouldn't say no and um you know the submissive nature of it and it and then but some of the things would be like you know oh she was fine but she looked at the clock the whole time I'm like well clearly no she doesn't want to be there she doesn't want to be with you Mm -hmm. and one of the things that these women had said and it had been made into this beautiful art piece was it was there's a generation of men who think that they can order women that they wake and order pizza Mm. and just the the degradation that these women are experiencing and the same in like pornography for example Mm -hmm. I think that that is a damaging thing in the world because the way that people access pornography is getting younger and younger i think they some statistics said of like 10 year old mm. boys are seeing you know hardcore like snm type like sex which requires to have like a certain level of like you know consent and safety there mm-hmm. put in place which i don't think people can understand at that age mm-hmm. i think there is something that says 
you know, if women and their sexuality are so readily available for consumption, it's not an equal partnership. You're not giving anything of yourself in this. Mm-hmm. It does, I think, give you kind of like bad connections in your brain about like how you treat women, right. you know? And that's why I'm like, I know that for some women it can be an empowering thing. Mm-hmm. I know that for some women it is safe and they have a good experience. Mm-hmm. And I know that for some women it's not degrading. They're never like feared for, in fear for their life. But I feel like that as a whole, the industry, what does it do for women? I think it doesn't actually do anything good for them. And I think it kind of, you know, like Margaret Thatcher was a female prime minister, mm-hmm. but she wasn't exactly a feminist mm-hmm. and she didn't really improve the lot of women. And I feel like sex work may be good for individual women, but for like womankind, I don't think it it's necessarily a good thing. Right. But like, not all, like, there are male sex workers too. I agree. Yeah. But I also don't, I, and this is where I have the issue because I like to think of myself as someone who's like, I just let other people kind of live their lives. But if I see something that I'm like, I don't agree with that, mm-hmm. then I'll say it. And this is just kind of where I've been sitting with this for a while being like, I just, I don't feel like it's a good thing. Mm. I don't like, I don't really feel that, you know, like if you like pass a strip club or whatever, I'm like, I don't really want to want to, I don't, I just, I just get bad vibes from it. I do. I don't know. I think the way, if you look at it, you can earn a lot more. I think it gives a lot of women a lot of economic freedom and mm-hmm. financial stability so you could work like a oh, shit like i don't know very low paid service yeah. industry job work your work yourself into the ground or you could do like a couple of hours of sex work and you know live a better quality of life yeah and enjoy your work and you know i think it can bring a lot of like women happiness and that yeah you know that is a good thing for women as a whole i don't know it's a really difficult one to talk about, but I think actually it does benefit women as a whole because, like you said, there's so much shame around sex. So by having female sex workers live their lives unashamedly, they are sort of, you know, um, destigmatizing mm. female sex. But I still think when I was, like, especially, like, reading these reviews of this Pontonet thing and the reading the experience of the women, mm-hmm. I was like, these men don't respect you. These men don't have, they, you know, I, I agree that it can be empowering for mm-hmm. a woman, but yeah. then what is that experience that the man has had telling him well, about women? Yeah, it's interesting, because then this other book that I was reading, she she was talking about how she worked as a dominatrix, and she was saying that it was a really sort of like intimate connection between uh, the, her clients. So it was like almost like a therapy session for them mm. because they'd go to the, this dominatrix and be able to express all the desires that they couldn't feel comfortable with, like with their partners or whatever. But that's or like... inherently a different dynamic because it's a BDSM and the submission and there's, what's the other thing? Dom- what, what yeah, domination, right, yeah. yeah. The, so they're on the power side of that kind of bargain. Like, uh-huh. I think the dominatrix situation is different. I also think there is a difference between people who, um, you know, don't have a pimp. Like, pimps mm. are definitely terrible. Like, yeah. they are bad, bad people. Mm-hmm. You know, they are... Exploiting. They're exploiting yeah. women, like, 100%. I think we can both agree on that. Mm-hmm. And I think that the dominatrix side of things is inherently different because the power or the... I don't know, I think the power dynamics are different there, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know, but then I guess going back to sort of sex work and how it's good for women as a whole, isn't it good for women as a whole because it's 
giving them the freedom to live their lives, to live their lives yeah. authentically and make their money how they want to make it and not feel tied down by the capitalist machine. <laughs> I don't know, like... I know, but then I still feel like they're engaging in the capitalist machine. I don't know. This, I remember when I went to uni and, like, in my first week I went to this debate which was held by the, Fem Sol- like the Feminist Society. Yeah. And it was a woman... It was about pornography. Mm-hmm. And so on one side was, you know, pornography is bad, we should get rid yeah. of it. On the other side, pornography is great, we should keep it. Yeah. And this woman was saying that, she, you know, she used to think that pornography was bad, but then she actually became someone who worked in the porn industry. Yeah. And then she realized that, or then she came to the realization that actually it was a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, and then the person on the other side was a guy, and he was talking about how pornography basically fuels violence against women because it fundamentally doesn't... Al- create a atmosphere or an environment where men respect women mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the crux of the matter for me is like it, i just don't see how it can i don't know, i think with porn you have to look at it obviously it's not a clear representation of how sex is yeah at the end of the day it's a form of entertainment right yeah it's a and performance I, yeah it's a performance and i think there are ways to enjoy porn that are not necessarily exploitative like i think mm, free way, range organic uh, like yeah free, but i think the way that people should consume their porn is by paying for their porn yeah. right so like you know that the performers are getting the money mm-hmm. it's being well produced blah 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 yeah. like or i remember someone was telling me that they only watch like amateur porn that people like couples have put up of themselves mm, yeah, they're yeah. like okay well this is fine you know they're all and I kind of like, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. I think you're right. I think the problem with porn is not necessarily porn in itself. Mm -hmm. It's really much more about how it's available. But I don't see how we can stop it from being available. Do you know what I mean? I don't think porn is an inherently bad thing, but I think to blame porn for, like, a wider problem of, like, violence against women and bad sex education, really, there should be, like, better sex education, and we kind of mm. need to look at the root of, like, fragile masculinity but, and patriarchy rather yeah, than just, like... Yeah, okay, correct. Porn. Those, like, actually, I do agree with you, but I still think that porn does play a part in it. I think it does, mm. because it's about instant gratification. You yeah. don't care about the women. Mm-hmm. I I don't think you're encouraged to respect the women in it, and it's one of these things where you can get exactly the kind of thing that you want, like, mm-hmm. you'll filter out whatever... And again, it's like this woman said, it's like, you know, you order a woman, like you order a pizza, like yeah. you're like, I have these toppings and I want this and, you know, yeah. I just think that's an unhealthy way for people to approach people, yeah. not necessarily just men and women, but I think that, I don't know, I just, that is, that to me is where I really get kind of like stuck with this. Like, mm. I want to be someone that's sex positive and I feel like I'm like, I feel with my friends, I'm like, if you, mm. your sex life is your sex life, yeah, you do yeah, what you want. Totally. I'm even though I am uncomfortable with people like kissing in public, I'm not like we just disgusting. I'm just I'm you know I'm just let people live. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like sex work, unless and that's the other thing, I was like, how can we be one hundred percent sure that the you know okay let's say you make the choice and I'm using air quotes here, the choice to become a sex worker. Mm-hmm. What limitations are there on you that made you make that choice? Like. What was your educational background? Mm. What other jobs can you get? Are you, for example, I know someone who's a sex worker and they are a disabled person. Mm. And the reason they chose sex work is because they can't hold down a normal job because they don't have, because the society we live in doesn't appreciate flexible working hours. Mm. And this is how they make their money, etc. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fair. But if you worked in a society wherein that you were enabled to work, would you still want to be a sex worker? Mm-hmm. There are limits on your freedom which make you make a choice, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I think that sometimes 
how how much can you see people have actually made the choice to do it and how much of it's like this is the option that i have because mm. of the limits that are on well, me i guess we don't know because there's not enough narratives available yeah. for actual sex workers within mainstream media that's the problem that what we're given a lot of the time is the horror stories of all these things but then you also have the glamour side of it as well like what was that oh, thing yeah. with billy piper in oh, it oh the secret diary of a call girl yeah yeah, yeah. well like you know like i think either people are like sex workers are fully empowered they do mm-hmm. what they want everything's great or it's like they're dying yeah. in a hole somewhere exactly you know it was actually a really good tv show which was it was called top of the lake it's a new zealand program mm-hmm. it's got the woman off of handmaid's tale in it oh and man men what? yes yeah yeah uh-huh. um and basically elizabeth, moss, that's elizabeth moss who's sort of a bit like my celebrity lookalike FYI. <laughs> anyway she uh is in this tv show and part of it is a look at sex work because there's this whole like thing anyway they had from one side it was women with pimps and mm-hmm. it was like this is a mess right and then on the other side there were women who you know had like their offices and they were in charge Mm. of their clients and everything and i and it kind of had a bit more kind of nuance to it and it was actually quite interesting and it wasn't just black and white like it's bad with the pimp it's good by yourself there was like nuance to it and that was actually quite a decent um narrative about sex work because they had like the two stories but not totally black and white and they kind of you know mixed in Mm -hmm. but i still just like regardless of how much you get paid regardless of like either you're a full service sex worker or not, I'm still like, should we, isn't it dangerous for us as a society to view bodies as commodities? Does that not feel a bit, like I instinctively feel that's like, I don't want to say it's a slavery thing because Mm -hmm. obviously that's a different thing and there are people who are legitimately in slavery. But I just feel like the commodification of a body to me is an uncomfortable idea. Right. I don't know. I don't find that that uncomfortable. I don't know why. I think, yeah, lots of people are just, like, so against objectification and everyone wants to be subjectified. But sometimes, you know, objectification isn't that big deal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the thing is... You're, like, want... a bad feminist for saying <laughs> no, that. No, well, I get what you mean because objectification from someone that you actually like and appreciate, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I like the fact that this person that I also think is cute thinks I'm cute. Like, mm. that's fine. Like, I get that. Maybe it's more about the expression of objectification. I just think that women are already... The problem is that we don't live in an equal society. Mm -hmm. If it was that men and women were equally objectified, it wouldn't be that bad. The problem is that women are held to such a higher standard in terms of aesthetic, and Mm. the punishment for not meeting that aesthetic is worse for women than it is for men. That's true, actually. Like, Going back to this book... Uh, she's talking about like being a sugar baby mm. and you, there's a certain like aesthetic behavior that you have to present in order to make good money as a sugar yeah. baby because the men that are pursuing you are rich, lonely businessmen who don't want to invest in a relationship but want like a, a pretty girl to like show off. Yeah, and, like, doesn't that sound uh, gross though? Uh, Aren't you kind of like on the ma- man side you're like this is weird, this yeah. motivation. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. But then it's kind of just like, I feel in that situation, the girl's the power because he's, that's kind of like pathetic. I don't know, I feel bad for saying someone's pathetic because they want to, <laughs> like, you know, spend time with a sex worker. But, like, it's same with this kind of stripping. I always think, that, like, it's the men who are, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel weaker, great about. In a weaker position, you know? It's just like they're just sitting in a room, hands to themselves, just gawping at like women like I don't know it's just like I think it's more I think the woman in that situation is more in control and has more power again okay they've more control more power but I still think that then how the message that that sends out I just don't 
I don't know. I don't like it. And and this is again like I don't want to come across as judgy or saying right now we need to shut down every like strip club or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Because I honestly don't, I don't necessarily know that I'm right about this. It's yeah, just yeah. kind of like my feeling about it. And it's something uh-huh. that I've been kind of like struggling for a while with mm. of being like, I don't know. And what, who cares? Like, what does my opinion matter? Not at all. Mm. But I just feel like it's one of those things that people can be kind of divided on. And mm. Yeah, I think about it a lot as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because at the same time, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is sort of promoting that idea that we're just like a piece of meat that you can just like you can go off it. I don't know but you can get anything that you can pay for yeah. like that's kind of gross to me because mm-hmm. I'm like mm, I don't know I think men are already so entitled to women's bodies that the idea that you can like just pay for someone is just gross to me I don't like it I don't know I don't find it that gross would I find it gross if a woman went to see a sex worker yeah it's the same yeah same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't find it gross. I think it's just a legitimate way to make some money. I don't and enjoy find sex life. gross. This is not what I'm saying. I'm not finding sex yeah, workers gross. What I, I find is that the exchange makes me feel uncomfortable. Just the, just the, not necessarily any of the actual acts that are happening, but just the fact that you pay for someone's like body in that way but then I as it's been said to me before well you know every employer pays for your body you just use it yeah. in different ways that's true you know that's so true yeah totally um and it's just because sex has this kind of thing to be, but one of the things that kind of made me think about it was like what would happen if we like fully legalize sex work and mm-hmm. then like would there be stuff in the job center like <laughs> okay uh here's a job at a strip club and they're like I don't want to take that job and like well you need your benefits so yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But so then, to me, it's like there is a difference then because I don't treat it the same way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't know, guys. What you need to know is I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tricky topic. There's lots of nuance to the discourse, obviously, but yeah, it's an interesting yeah discussion that is important to have. But um, do you like how we're coming at it from different places, mm-hmm. but we still love and respect each other, and neither of us are kind of like, or hopefully I won't listen back to this, and I've just been shutting Verity down. <laughs> but um, I think it's important that people can. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, there's so much stuff where you're like, you need to take a stand. You need to take a stand. Where do you stand on this issue? And uh-huh. I think it's a good thing to be able to say, do you know what? I don't actually no <laughs> and yeah. I think we can exist in the gray area mm. obviously not for everything yeah but I think some stuff it's actually okay to be like you know what I actually don't know what the right thing is yeah completely That's and I think thing. actually if you're black and white on something like this you probably haven't thought about it properly yeah do you know what I mean I would agree well that was interesting it's such a point in this conversation because we were never going to no, be no like <laughs> We're just like word vomiting, but it's, it, I like talking about it. It's good because it, that's been something I've been thinking about a bit. Wish I was more um, articulate in what I was saying. I'm just but. glad that you're the one that's going to be editing this and not me, because truly, madly, deeply, I um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just ah, it's like the best is to me. The thing is, like, I come in from a position where like sex is deeply personal. Yeah. Because for me, it's something not something that I would casually do ever and it's nothing that I really do in relationships anyway Mm. and you know so I'm coming at it from a very like different angle but what I do kind of just want to be is like do you know what if it's your body it's your choice you do you Mm. but I'm worried about the other people that are doing you do you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not worried about like do you know what I mean I'm like if that's what you want to do that's fine but you're right it's the people that are using the services that I'm like what's your motivation how do you feel about women Mm. you know yeah like, would you be cool if your daughter was like, 
You just said, hey, I want to be a sex worker. How would you feel about that? Honestly, my immediate reaction is like, as long as she's safely doing it, then that would be my only concern. I wouldn't be bothered by it, like, honestly. I think I would. I would worry about the reason why she was doing it, how people would treat her. Mm -hmm. But then maybe that's me just like encouraging like that's when people like come out as gay and people like oh, I'm just worried about it. I just wanted to be safe you yeah know what I mean? totally yeah mm. I don't know I think oh give me another 10 years and I'll see how I feel about it yeah I don't know I don't think we should like judge men too harshly for wanting to Eric, it's my like favorite this. thing to do I don't, <laughs> judge know. Men harshly. I don't know why I need to form an actual opinion about it but yeah. I don't know my gut reaction is like I don't feel men just dis- inherently disrespect women because they use sex workers i think there's a lot of reasons why people use sex workers so do i i like, actually a lot of people use sex workers if they can um i know a lot of disabled people who can yeah easily have sex use sex workers and that's really amazing uh a lot of people it's out of loneliness or yeah like, social just, isolation yeah like i don't know i think there's a lot of compassionate and you know complicated reasons why people you know use sex workers and i think it's just a useful service for some people I don't know yeah this is the thing like I think I just yeah I need more time but I'm just glad we had the conversation to think about it because I think you raised some good points and I just need to think what we basically need is a better model for Mm -hmm. sex workers to work like there needs to be a better way for that to happen because when you push it to the back pages of the internet and when you put it in secrecy you are always going to have people mistreating women right you know that's gonna happen mm-hmm. so yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah. anyway shall we move on to our shining light shining light once upon a time well, once upon a time finally Bertie you actually just like remembered your shining light I know well I recent my shining light <clears throat> is that I got into the masters that I wanted to get which I'm very happy about which is yeah it's funny because when we like <laughs> yeah when we started this, this podcast we were like literally like what is my life like <laughs> who am I what am I doing and now I feel like I've got more direction and it's just like yeah you know sometimes you just go through a couple months or a year, year where you're just like oh, just, what's happening yeah there? just, you just don't know what you're doing um and that's okay like you don't have to have things figured out all the time like like this podcast, we didn't know we don't know what we're doing podcasting in general. We don't mm-hmm. know what we're talking about today. Like we've got no conclusions. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what we're doing with our lives. And you know what? We're okay with that. It's okay yeah. to not know. It's cool. What's your shining light? Uh, I have kind of two things. One was it was my friend Rosalind, friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, her birthday. We went out and it was lovely. Mm-hmm. But on the way home, I saw a massive hedgehog and it was just so <laughs> cute. And I was like, so blessed. Like I was a wee bit tipsy as I was walking, not like mm-hmm. actually, but just like, you know, oh, just like was loving life because I just had this great night with my friend Rosalind. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw a hedgehog and I was like, the universe is looking out for me today. Like what a joy to see a hedgehog. It was enormous. Nice. And then the other thing is I've been listening a lot to female music because I was like, I have not listened to a lot of music with female artists, mm. which is weird for me. So I've been obviously loving Janelle Monae's new album. So good. I've been singing it nonstop. And Mm. I've also really gotten into Grimes's Art Angels album as well. Amazing. Particularly uh, Kill V Mame, Mm. which I can't listen to in the evening because it makes me too pumped. (laughs) Yeah, same. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that album. It's amazing. Um, Oh, yeah, another shining light for me was that I went to, I got to visit my sister. He's living, sisters. They're living in Italy right now. It was really mm-hmm. nice seeing them and seeing how well they're doing. And also being able to visit my friends in Berlin 
recently as well. Mm -hmm. It's so nice seeing them. I got a matching tattoo with one of my best pals, Lilo, listens to the show. And I just, like, love it. Yeah, every time yeah. I look at it, I'm like, oh, I get to think of her and how much I love her. And, like, I'm just like, oh, it's like she's with me every day, even though we're not, like, oh my gosh. physically together. That's so cute. I love that. I know. So sassy. Anyway. Cool. So, actually, we're kind of, like, struggling for podcast ideas. <laughs> right, pals. Oh, here's the other thing, okay? Verity's just told me, she's like, people, like, actually like our podcast. I get messages all the time. First of all, how many times have I said on this podcast how much I love hearing what people think about me and validation? Not even validation. Like, tell me if you think I'm terrible. Like, I need yeah. to hear it. But chuck a wee review on iTunes. Do yeah. it for us because that actually genuinely helps us out and helps other people hear it because it puts it up like higher in the charts and in recommended things and all that jazz. Yeah. So give us a wee review wee on review. La Cheeky iTunes. Also just message Verity and remind her to like tell me that you said something, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, but please comment on this about other ideas that you have or would you like us to talk about. Uh -huh. um, feel free to, you know, chuck your feelings on it. Actually, maybe don't. It's not. Do you know what? Actually, do you know what? Could get messy. Like, send us a voicemail. But okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> Can I actually just quickly put this one other thing? I just remembered this. Like, so when I had that debate in first year with the one of the people that were arguing against the pornography thing, yeah. uh, this her aunt had gotten married later on in life, and the guy that she had married, they'd like hadn't had sex before they got married, and uh, they had their wedding night and you know started undressing and he passed out because he didn't realize that women had pubic hair because he'd only ever seen like oh my god pornography that is insane and like he passed out from the shock <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> anyway to sum it up hope everyone's doing great if they're not don't worry i hope you'll do better soon mm -hmm. uh lots of love and good vibes being sent out give us a wee comment tell us what we should talk about um yeah. and just uh, do your best and be good do good cool see you sometime, sometime. Bye. <laughs>